So welcome to Teach and River. And River, you are uh, 1,607 days old today. Um, I'm here with uh, my good friend Cam. Hello, River. Uh, um, that, and, you know, nobody ever does that uh, when I when I do interviews with them. They never say hi to her until I'm like, hey, say hi. So I appreciate that. Um, the reason I'm here with Cam is because, uh, you know, uh, there is very unfortunate news uh not even news. They're just a very unfortunate times right now where um, yet another young black male was killed in the hands of a police officer. And rightfully so, there are protests. And um, I have mixed feelings about the rioting, but I understand, you know, there's a systemic racism is being filmed on it. And almost, uh, I mean, it, it feels like every day at this point. And it's a perspective on life as a young white male that I'm not used to. And I, the whole point of this podcast is to teach River perspectives of life. And uh, Cam is a, um, you know, young black man that, that uh, I've known for, man, has it been like, five years now something like that going on three three to three? four so. yeah it's got to be about four because i know uh yeah but yeah, i've known you for around, yeah about yeah it's right around there but i've known you for a while and you know i wanted to sit down and have a uh, you know again i just want to give um you know, uh, I've had discussions with uh, young females to talk about their experience in, in, in America. And I'd like to talk to you about your experience, uh, uh, you know, and, and just enlighten my daughter so she can be a, a, as well-rounded individual as she decides to be. Um, so how old are you again? Uh, 35. Okay. And- By the way, I need that reading rainbow shirt, dude. <laughs> it's a reading rainbow for Satan. It was a podcast that I started uh, where my friends and I would like went through the satanic Bible um, and it just never went anywhere. I actually still have some of the recordings I'm going to release at some point, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> oh yeah. It's sweet. <laughs> um, you, so it, it, I want to thank you again also for having me come in and with that emotional check-in um, yesterday, cause it was uh wonderful to hear another perspective um yesterday you know you had a bunch of your friends talk and the biggest thing that i got from the discussion is you know education is vitally important um Mm. not just like in one area but like just in general um and you know so you grew up in cherry hill which i didn't know about you because i actually grew up in tabernacle which i'm sure you probably knew about me so we we grew up very close to each other. Uh, I had a lot of friends in Cherry Hill. Um, what school did you go to again? Went to East. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, tell me about yourself. Who, who is Cam? Uh, grew <laughs> up in Cherry Hill East. Uh, I was a hyper kid. We were one of like the first black families on the block and everything. So they sort of looked at like my... You know, like my mom and dad kind of like they were like the Huxtables and shit, you know. Curse mm-hmm. uh, on this. Say that again, it broke up. Can I curse on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking let them rip, man. Uh, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, I don't know. Uh, like when it came to like uh, black history and all that other stuff, I was kind of. You know, given like the little bit of like the abridged, uh, whitewashed uh, yeah. version of uh, history. So, you know, like 
I, I guess, I mean, we came basically just through this pretty much the same school system. So, you know, yeah, like a uh, little bit of Martin Luther King. It was definitely all King. King, like in, in black history, was like the king of the blacks, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So then you had a little bit like I would ask about Malcolm X because, you know, Spike Lee dropped the film right when I was like around what age eight. Yeah. So I would ask about Malcolm X and they'd be like, no, no, Malcolm was a radical, you know, da, 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 da. they uh, family or school teachers. Okay. Teachers, you know, Malcolm was a radical and, uh, you know, and whatnot. And um, I don't know, like a little uh, bit of, bit of Frederick Douglass and everything, but. Um, so you say saying you're the um uh, are you originally from cherry hill or is it, or you moved there uh, i grew up there okay i moved so, there around like age five uh where were you before that uh we moved from pensalkin from camden to pensalkin to cherry hill so s- saying uh, you know uh, i'm sure i don't know if you remember those early early years because i certainly don't um but like y- um, saying you are you were the first black family in Cherry Hill, like the the on the um, block. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, on, on the block. On the block. Um, like uh, just a little bit of my perspective, so you can kind of you know feed off of that. It was like the my parents um, are incredibly wound, well-rounded individuals. Um, my dad's originally from Chicago. He went through the uh, you know uh, early you know, struggles that Chicago had with race. And so like he was very never, I mean, my first run in with racism, I grew up in Tabernacle, which was at the time when I I didn't know until about high school, but like race was never, I mean, never even really talked about, you know, just like with God too. Um, You know, my parents, my first like run in with racism was probably like seven eighth grade um because my parents always taught me that everybody's the same it doesn't matter who what where when why we're all the same and then i remember like being in middle school and the one of the kids um uh uh i think grandfather uh we were over his house and he had the clan robes he was the grand jackass wizard of whatever of the area and i remember like asking what that was and then learning about that and it was like a mind blowing experience. And then the next year, we uh, the the school or the school system I was in middle school had a young black man uh, family move in, and and uh, he his sister was young, so she wasn't in our school. But uh, I think he was like a, a a year behind us. And then that's when I really saw racism, and it was like a very you know, for somebody who never had that like exposed or like really experienced that it was a, that was my first run in with, with that. And then really like, you know, seeing the world for how it was, uh, you know, and how people treat people differently. Cause I never saw that because I grew up in a school where everybody was the same, you know, other than a religion. Um, you know, one second, I'm changing you from camera two to camera one. There we go. Nice. Uh, You have two cameras on your computer. I have three screens. Uh, but you have cameras on each of them? No, I, I, I call them camera one. Oh, okay, okay. Like, uh, I'll just take my, I'll take my Zoom uh, thing and just yeah, yeah. Put you on the one. All right, so yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so so the, uh, the, the experiencing racism, I'll tell you the first time that um, I did 
my, my sister's also having a conversation in the background. It's okay. So just like, okay. So it was around fifth grade and my friend Amin moves into Cherry Hill from Brooklyn. And I remember, um, <clears throat> you know, finally I have like a, like a black friend uh-huh. and, uh, you know, we were like, he, we'd be listening to Biggie and, and Pac and everything like that, you know, and, uh, uh Wherever these are uh, awesome artists, awesome yeah. rap artists, by the way, you got to look up. And we were listening to Biggie and Pac and everything. And, you know, so from going from that, that dynamic of, of uh, uh, Nirvana, Green Day, mm. Oasis, you know, uh, it was a shame about Oasis, man. I liked their first album. I I know the band, but if you were to ask me right now to name one of their songs, I don't think i could um champagne supernova uh and don't they do the 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 uh paradise turn into a parking lot no no that's no no they also did wonderwall oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so okay so you know so going from that like don't dynamic uh to to that you know and hanging with those kids and then all of a sudden hanging with i mean Mm. And, and like learning a little bit more about like, you know, the culture at the time, you know, especially when it came to hip hop, you know, hip hop being as influential as it is today. Mm-hmm. I was immersed in it, you know, and, you know, me being a kid, I tried to intensify that. So like I would sort of like be overly into, you know, just take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? As we all do right. with when we're trying to find identity. <laughs> It's right, funny. So, okay, right, go so ahead. like so like going from uh let's see, uh Skechers and uh them Jinko jeans to uh to Jay's and uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> what was it at the time? Fat farm. Yeah, yeah. Over Fubu? overnight. Is it? I, you know, I never rocked Fubu. I never did. I never did. But uh go and one uh Yeah. Uh, yeah. And one attire and everything, you know, so going from like that and like that overnight, you know, a couple of my white peers, they were like, dang, you know, what's up with Cam? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm going through like a little bit of that identity crisis, you know, and everything like that. And I remember a buddy of mine, Nick, um, well, he was my buddy at the time, I guess. He would be like, yo, Cam, why the fuck are you acting so niggerish? Oh, and man. Uh-huh. I'm with Amin. Amin looks at me. He's like, yo, fight him. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, so that was like my first time actually experiencing that. And, you know, then in that also growing up uh, around like age 15, 16, um, I'm not sure if white uh, parents give their kids that the talk no. no, but I know the talk you're talking about. Yes. The, yeah. the you know, how to act around a cop talk. Right. And we ain't talking about, yeah, we ain't talking about birds and bees. We're yeah. talking about the talk, the cop talk. Um, and they basically sold me, you know, like your, a lot of your peers are going to um, have privileges that you cannot. Mm-hmm. When you get pulled over by a cop, you don't mouth off. Because I had a friend of mine, Vince, he was selling weed at the time. Mm-hmm. And he would get pulled over by a cop and still mouth off to the cop while still selling weed. Mm-hmm. And the weed would be in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, why, why are you doing that? 
Mm. Needless to say, he got arrested <laughs> like, mm-hmm. on the spot. Now I'm just like, eh, you know, but yeah. Uh, I, I, that's when I sort of learned about white privilege too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just I want to mention the music thing. Um, I was th- after we had the talk to arrange this. I was thinking of um, one of the f- the first album that I can remember getting was cassette, and it was Nas, and that was my um, you know introduction into black right. culture, hip hop, and stuff like that. And then like Which Tupac album? was everything to me. The um, Illmatic. Uh, it was Illmatic. Written- Illmatic, I think it was. Okay. Uh, first off, I don't remember how I got a cassette of that, but um, you know, I remember listening to that uh, with my friends, and then you know, like that got me into Tupac, which then got me into Machiavelli, um, and actually, like, uh, uh, just hip hop. I'm just connecting with the fact that like hip hop was a very um, educational thing for me um, into because that, you know, um, like you said, like at the time Nirvana and stuff like that, like I, you know, that was a, um, it, it, that was one of the first things to sort of open my eyes up just to like that there are other cultures because like, although my parents did a good job, like they didn't um, have experience in it. So they weren't going to teach it to me, you know? So, and to be honest with you as well, I think black, uh, I think hip hop, opened me more up to black history than any other uh, mm-hmm. teacher or school ever did. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Cause when you listen to artists like Nas and KRS and they kind of schooled you on the, like they were, they they were incorporating black history in there and they're just like, Oh, okay. Let me look up cats like, like uh, Marcus Garvey and everything. And by the way, uh, school also taught that Marcus Garvey was a fucking radical as well. Yeah. 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 That's so. So, you know, um, then um, for in my life, uh, I get to high school and there was a a young gentleman named Devon from another from like the town over just, uh, you know, because of the way it was district um, and we became friends. And that's when I started smoking weed and and doing things. And I remember like having, uh, uh, you know, the our group of friends and they would start using the N-word um, around him. And I remember seeing, um, and, and I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't, but I remember one time we were smoking, uh, walking somewhere, and I remember my, my friend saying it in, in, you know, not a malicious way, but he, he said it in, we were saying something, you know, whatever the, we were talking about at the time, but he used the N-word, and I remember just seeing, like, the, the sting on his face. And, and I had talked to him, talked to him, you know, at a later date. And he was like, you know, it doesn't bother me that you guys use that word, but what bothers me is you don't know. Cause he's like, you know, I know you guys aren't racist when you're right. using it. You're not, but right. it bothers me. You don't know what weight it carries. And, and that was a, an eye opening experience of like, and I can relate to, to the reaction that he got the, the best way that I could, that I could uh, put that reaction down was like in Kill Bill when Uma Thurman saw one of the people from the Viper, the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad, and okay. that and the alarm would come off that, mm-hmm. and like the R's would turn red. Yeah, it, it, I've I've had that kind of reaction, uh-huh. and you know, and I think um, I'll break down in a minute. In the rooms that that we're in, you know, uh, we we come from. Um, into a bunch of a room full of people who really haven't experienced 
uh, culture mm-hmm. the way that uh, I would say that I have, obviously, and even even you, man. You know, I, I would call you a pretty cultured individual. You know, like you're you're one of those people. You know, you you definitely identify your privilege, mm. but you know, you're a well learned man. You know, and yeah, you're well educated. Yeah, I attri- I attribute a lot of that to my parents. Of I um. When I was a kid, I um, we weren't raised with religion, and then my best friend was Jewish, and right. in a Christian neighborhood, I remember my dad talking to me about that. Like he was like, "This is going to happen in your life, where people are going to judge people because of different beliefs and stuff." And I don't ever want you to do that. So, what you need to do is learn about you know, the other religions. And then, you know, um, uh, it came, culture came later, you know, and I, I appreciate that my parents always were, they've always drove in that racism is ignorance. So learn about whatever you don't, you know, understand or whatever makes you feel, you know, um, a, a certain type of way. Because uh, it really, anytime I've ever run into somebody that is openly racist it's almost always an ignorant um it's just it comes from ignorance you know like that that gentleman that was talking last night it it's definitely taught um and i remember watching this documentary a while ago where this uh jewish reporter went and um uh you know uh did a documentary for a week with uh nazis and at the end of it she was sitting with him and saying hey how do you feel about me now? And at the beginning he was like, I hate you. I think you should die, but you're, I'll sit here and, you know, talk to you about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And at the end of it, he was like, I kind of feel bad because you're just a human. <laughs> and, and that was like, you know, you know, I mean, I, I, I've seen that all the time, you know, it, it, it's crazy to me that right. in 2020, we still have to deal with this. I will to say fast forward to now. Yes. Fast forward to now. Uh, yeah yeah so how does like you know i don't want to go through the step-by-step of the racism you've you've gone through what i want to know is you know how do you uh and and myself you know um like do better um not only in the education standpoint but like how do we how do you feel somebody like river who is hopefully listening to this at a young age you know what is something, you know, if I could go back and go to young Grant, I would say just read more, you know, and, and, and judge less. But like that, see, that is coming from the white privilege side, you know, of it, of, of, uh, that I'm not going, that I, I haven't really gone through, uh, you know, there, there's just obvious white privilege that I've experienced, you know, so I want to know, like, from, from your perspective, um, what does the youth do to do do better to to uh get out of this because this is you know we're seeing uh you know people of color getting killed again like every day and and i watched this video on twitter where this um 32 year old man was was uh got into a fight with a a 40 something year old uh black man and they were yelling back and forth and he's like the black the older guy was saying i'm angry i'm tired of this i want to go fight and the 32 year old was like i get it but we're not doing it right and then he he grabbed the 16 year old and he said you guys have to do better because what we're doing isn't working and and you know outside of the emotion that kind of that that drove up in me um 
you know, how do we do better? You know, uh, what do I go and research? How do I become a more well-rounded individual? Um, it, <laughs> I know I just asked you like 70 questions. Uh, let's, let's narrow it down a little bit. Sure. Uh, how do, how do white people, how can white people do? Better? Yeah. There was that, uh, article on facebook the other day there was like 70 ways for white people to do better i didn't even yes, look at it i read I that even, yeah. Yeah, yeah i didn't even look at it because i was just at the time i was still just enraged of course i was like because if i see the list and i was like man people should have been known that you know because yeah. i was still one of those like i'm still like surprised that we're in 2020 and we're mm -hmm. not living I'm, st I'm still surprised that we're living we're not living like the Jetsons mm -hmm. in 2020 like you know growing up in like the 80s and 90s you're just like yeah we're on we're on our way to becoming like the the, the, the real future yeah and whatnot and you look at it now and just like yeah maybe, maybe we weren't the uh the ones but then again we are the ones making making noise right now mm -hmm. look, you, you take a look at a lot of these protests going on it's a lot of people in our what 20s 30s in there mm -hmm. you know making our voices be heard yeah that's who was primarily at the protest yesterday was people of our age and younger there right. were not many um you know 40 50 60 year old people there Right, and, and and it's funny because like I I, I remember when the uh, the video of George Floyd came out and I brought it up to my mom. She's like, I do not want to fucking see that video. Uh -huh. I am tired. Yeah, and I and, and at first I'm like, why why don't you want to see it? But then I got it. Yeah, you know, then I got it. So that answer I, for me, I'll put it to. I'll I'll make it as simple as that, man. It, first of all, acknowledge us. You know, don't dismiss us when we when we bring something on the table. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think a lot. You've been seeing a lot of um, white dismissiveness, even from even in the age of Obama. I think like <laughs> the age of Obama was was an interesting time because, you know a lot of dense white folks were like, okay, Obama's president. Now black people can shut the fuck up about all these issues that they've yeah. been complaining about for years. Racism is dead. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Yeah. So like, so you have that going on the exact same time. And then you had this little uprising called the tea party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> tea party. They were some rabble rousing motherfuckers. Right. Like they wanted Obama's birth certificate. Yeah. And they they were just questioning every single Obama policy, mm -hmm. and you cannot tell, and and no one can can tell me otherwise. It was that it was because he was yeah. black. It definitely was. Absolutely. Definitely was. And then that uprising Tea Party movement, like slowly went fizzled into MAGA hat wearing Trumpians that we have now. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's just, it's where it's at. So, um, 
And and when I ask this question, you know, um, uh, I'm I'm trying to I'm just going to ask the question, and you know yeah. that I'm I'm not I, if it's insensitive, I apologize, but I don't know how to phrase it. But like, how do you feel? overwhelmed because like from my perspective i go yes uh, go to that protest and like i feel overwhelmed and like that upsets oh, me because yeah, i think dude, of, a, how do yeah. you feel how does you know these people you know people walking down the street like i don't go through it and it's upsetting so like do you see a light at the end of the tunnel of 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 this or is it just you know because it seems that there's racists everywhere uh uh now and and it's it, it's upsetting I see a lot of racism and I want to just just attribute it just to racism. I also attribute it to the fact of, of people just not even being educated on on how we roll and everything like that. Uh, it definitely it definitely does involve the whitewashing of just world history in general. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that gentleman said it wonderful last night. They whitewashed Jesus and Santa and, you know, uh, Hannibal. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's just, uh, I don't know if it's been programmed way too deep to the point where we can't just break out of the matrix. Maybe, uh-huh. it's, maybe it's because why I'm, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm broadcasting from the matrix right now. <laughs> as we speak. You don't see the plug in the back of my head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's deep and it's definitely overwhelming to be where I'm at. Um, I'm, I'm working from, first of all, let's not get it twisted. We are also in the middle of a yeah. global pandemic, right? So we have that and we're all staying at home. And I know a lot of us are getting cabin fever. Because mm-hmm. you can see it on social media. It is nuts, right? Um, so you attributed that that cabin fever with that video, and I can only I I have to break it down to you into my week. Mm-hmm. You know, me I I host a lot of uh, Zoom meetings online for a lot of people that are in recovery. You know, just so we can just help with each other get another day, obviously. Uh, so tag on the fact that I'm a recovering addict. Yeah. I'm an African-American man. And um, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, they say, they refer to this thing about uh, uh, anger being a luxury we cannot afford. So, you know, we're in the 12-step programs and we're talking about love and tolerance, love and tolerance, mm. love and tolerance, love and tolerance, love and tolerance. So it's... You know, I, I sometimes I want to vent my frustrations to people that can relate to to me just a little bit more. So I start so I started going to these uh, Long Beach uh, meetings where we had like a bigger African community of recovering at. Mm-hmm. Um, the Long Beach meeting was not happening that night. It was Thursday night because mm. I'm going nuts. I'm logging out uh, because just the I mean, look, jobs can be stressful. That's yeah. fine. But I I feel like if I'm 
and like especially me being an African American male, if I get angry the same way that some that, that certain white folks do, uh-huh. people automatically look at me as a threat. Yeah. And for a long time, I've just been just uh, accepting the fact that like I cannot act the set the, the same way that people do but sometimes i am just fucking human i want to yeah. scream i want to throw my hands in the air i just <laughs> you know yeah so yeah i i uh, go into this uh meeting in uh brooklyn and i'm thinking like no yeah let me get into brooklyn see if there's a uh, you know talk to some brothers in there more I forgot that Brooklyn's gentrified like a motherfucker. Yeah. So I go into the Brooklyn meeting and I'm one of three black people. And I'm like, Oh, I can't vent my frustration there. So instead I uh, call a, one of, one of the, the elders in, in, especially from where I'm at. And his name is uh, father Jim. God bless him, Father mm-hmm. Jim. You know, father. Yep, Jim. Yep. Yeah. And um, I call him and I'm, I'm, breaking down and I'm just like I saw the video I am I'm mad I'm angry I want to cry I, I, I at the same time I I, I want to you know I just want to snap yeah and and it's not the fact that like it, it, it you know at the point that we are in our recovery it's not to resorting to just going to the drinker or the drug anymore mm-hmm. it's 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 you know look we're we're handling life as life comes now mm. And here comes the the overwhelming thing. So I call up Father Jim, and Father Jim's like, I don't know what you're going through, but I understand what you're going through. Mm. And um, in the – God, I'm getting like seven calls at the same time. (laughs) So freaking – I'm getting – Jesus Christ. Sorry. It's okay. So I'm getting – that phone okay we're throwing the phone <laughs> phone thrown so where was i you uh father jim uh, said talk with father jim yeah so uh i'm talking to father jim and i'm just like yeah and this and that and i and like i feel like if i go to a meeting and just vent my anger because i'm still afraid of people looking at me as the angry black guy in the meeting mm-hmm. so uh Father Jim's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, love and tolerance is one of the keys in this, and luxury is no longer uh, an option we can afford as, now that we are walking the path that we are on. But mm. there is also justifiable anger, mm. and you're there, you know? So the disease of addiction is a very selfish disease. We, because I, I tend to feel like I'm the only one going through what the fuck I am going through right now. So I decided to just get on this cesspool of wasted energy, which is Facebook. And I, and I put my energy in there and I'm just like, look, I'm going fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to talk about this on Sunday? Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't put it out there like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just one of those things that were just like, I am fucking going crazy. And I know I'm not the only one. Let's all group up and let's just talk about this shit. Let's just get our feelings all out in the air, you know? 
because for a long time I wanted to just fight. And, you know, I've gotten into my fair share of fights in high school, middle school and everything like that, you know, and like, you know, entering the 12 step program. One of the things that I, that I uh, vowed to never do was never put my hands on another individual for as mm-hmm. long as I live, mm-hmm. yeah, as long as it doesn't involve my family or whatever. Right. So I, I'm, I'm going nuts. And I feel like, you know, like a 12 step fellowship is cool. It's, it's great. It's just wonderful, but I can't talk about the stuff that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So i that's when I, I did the check-in. Do you feel that way because uh, of the, the racial side of it or because oh, uh, it's not drug, uh, re- you know, drink or drug related? Because anytime that sometimes like in the toxic political divide that we are in now, we also have recovering conservatives and (laughs) I'm going to say it right now. We have recovering racists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. So I couldn't bring it into the meeting. So that's why I did the check-in, you know? one thing that sort of stuck out to me is how you were talking about um you don't feel uh that you can you know at work uh react the way that you want to because of the racial uh uh the race the um the, the Again, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive. The, the the racial spin that somebody will put on that. Um, oh, you damn right. Let's see. I got a coworker. I got a couple directors that are the uh, the foam throwers and all this other stuff, you know. And when you say foam thrower, uh, you mean race card throwing? No, phone throwing. Oh, phone throwing. Phone. I thought you said foam. Um, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Phone throwing. You know, so like I, you know, I have white directors that are, you know, they'll get off the phone. I want you to da 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 da. You know, had that been me, had uh-huh. that been my black ass, I wouldn't have had a job. Yeah, that's why I bring it up because literally what you just said is I've experienced that at work with, um, you know, old white Italian guys who hissy fit and don't get in trouble, you know, but soon as the young Hispanic woman has a, you know, hissy fit, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a deal, you know, it's a, it's something that now has to be addressed, you know, and, and those are the things that, break my heart that like you can't be who you are not that i'm saying a hissy fit is is good for anybody but it's like it's like it's like uh bob oh oh man he's having a bad day yes let it be rochelle or tina yes yes oh man why they got such an attitude yes or me be like oh man don't don't fuck with cam Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like yeah that's where why i want to like you know, point a finger at it because like that, those are, I'm trying to be a little bit more, uh, my friend sent me that article because we were both talking and, and he, I was like, you know, he, uh, what do we do? Like, how can we, 
help. And he sent me that article and, and he was like, you know, we, he's Jewish and white. And he was like, we both have to check our privilege and use it to the advantage of like the, in the article, it said like, you know, call a police station and ask them their body cam, uh, you know, um, thing and stuff like that. And that's all great. And, and I'm, and, and I love all that stuff, but like, you know, that's where I'm trying to point out to River is like she's going to experience that as a woman, but like in general, like the those are the little I I feel like, and again, this is just my perspective, like the the heartbreaking. Although watching somebody, uh, you know, being killed on camera is horrific, but like the everyday little passive aggressive bullshit, you know. Um, most of the time when I see it, I don't think that person is particularly doing it because they don't like that person or like their race or their, uh, you know, how they identify. It's, it's, it's more so just like this passing thought that like, you know, we don't think about, um, you know, there's definitely open, you know, racism, but like I see it at work, like where the, the, I don't think that person feels that, you know, that Spanish woman is, you know, he's not, you know, saying racist thoughts in their head, but they're they're It's just like that ingrained racism is, is the word I'm looking for. Um, Systemic. Very systemic. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very systemic. Uh, And I see it. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more awake to when I see it. Uh, give me more, uh, uh, you know, uh, talk a little bit more about that if you don't mind. Again, if you don't want to, I know a lot of this is sensitive, no, especially right now. This, I don't want to burn you this, out on, you know, dredging up. Uh, no, you know. no, the, the subtle, it's just the, the subtle uh, things where I get into a meeting and uh, somebody brings up the chicken and watermelon joke. And, you know, you ever see that meme with the one kid going like, when you yeah. uh, like, He's like, huh, the chicken and watermelon, ha, ha, ha. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. Ew, man. Uh, what else? What, what do you, like, what do you get taught about that inside your family? Uh, I, I'd, you know, um, the gentleman last night was talking about, like, he, how um, he experienced the racism inside the family before then. Like, dude, what is the uh, discussion oh, yeah, well, no, I, not about that. I'm just saying, like, for, for you, like, the how does your family teach you um, to navigate that, uh, those emotions and stuff like that? I... Because, like, my side, my side of the family said, you know, um, treat everybody the same, but right. that's coming from a white privilege perspective of that, you know. So, like, I'd like right. to see what is the your side, the person who, who gets, you know, prejudice put on. What does your mom and dad say about how to handle that, if you don't mind talking about it? Oh, my dad said, uh, you know, he was just like, look, if you got to fight him, you got to fight him. Uh-huh. Uh, and then mom... Dude, I, looking back on it now, I was one of those kids that never really listened to my, what my parents told me anyway. Uh-huh. And my mind is also burnt out from the various drugs I did from yeah. the years of tw- uh, 2003 till now. Well, not till 2016. Mm-hmm. Till that, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm still burnt out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, as far as like what they told me, I don't know. Like we were just happy, go lucky, 
love one another type people, you know? Um, it, there definitely wasn't like a forgiving factor to it. You just be like, all right, X them off onto the next group of friends. Okay. Okay. You know? Um, uh, I don't know why this is sticking out in my head, but the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was, um, uh, you know, like I, um, cultural identity, not in the sense of where you came from, but like what you're seeing in the media. Like for example, um, I was in rehab at the time when Black Panther came out and I we thankfully they brought us I was at a good enough rehab where they brought us to the movies theater because I wanted to see that and it was wonderful to see right 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 you know uh black culture sitting black people sitting next to me connecting with what they saw like that was cool i'm i was really glad to see that because like you know um kevin smith uh uh years ago would talk about how his wife would always bitch about like you know the the man's always saving the woman and thankfully that's changed too because i think of my daughter like i want her to watch the screen and see the woman save the day you know and and right. like because because the door Milaj in there they were they were bad asses in that movie yeah and and oh. Oh my God! And like seeing uh, a president, I I am uh, I'm glad that happened because that's good. Uh, not only because I, I I loved Obama, although I have my different disagreements. Like I, he was a good politician, in my too. opinion. You know, As I definitely I have too. my disagreements, but I think he was a good politician and and did the best he he could. Um, uh, and that's all I want from my politicians and to admit. Right if and when they're wrong, um, which right. I've seen and, him do and, on multiple occasions. And that's why I, I love politics like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but like, I also it, want to talk about the one in office now, but yeah, know. we'll, we'll jump to that. But like yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the wonderfulness of relating it into my life of, of having like, you know, eventually having a woman, a woman as president, having my daughter be able to look up to that, you know, and seeing, uh, you know, I remember around that time there were people like, uh, in rehab who would say like, well, you know, why does this matter that it's a, 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 you know, an all blacks cast? And it's like, don't you understand that like me and you see ourselves every day in media and there's people who don't, and that's important. Not only was it a, a badass movie that had bad visual effects, but it was still a badass movie. Um, that's important for our culture to have the, you know, wide spectrum. Way, I, I hope, I hope they touch up the FX and, uh, black panther 2 I, I swear i agree i i agree i don't understand why why that happened it, right, it's crazy right. to me other than rushing production right 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 you know but um i i don't know man who who know. is that for you like the what i'd like to know is like the youngest um identity you saw in media or culture that you were like you know that was the looking up point to you know, um, Talib Kweli, Kanye West, and Pharrell. Okay. Um, the, the, um, uh, I don't, I, uh, I, I'm doing terrible with segues, but yeah. How do you feel now about well, like, well, I, I have terrible ADHD. So yeah. Like I see Trump, um, tweet, uh, that if the protesters break the wall, um, 
you know, they will be met with vicious dogs. Um, They start looting, we start shooting. Yeah, or Uh, that they'll they'll be met with vicious dogs and ominous weapons. And obviously the dogs is a, uh, you know, throwback to a horrific time in civil rights where they would sick dogs on people. You know, like that's obviously passive aggressive bitch ass racism and like uh, it's it's all it's more than just racism i'll tell you that too okay it's also anti-semitism what was the uh the the mayor of minneapolis um what did he call the mini the mayor of minneapolis he called him a liberal uh, a liberal elite or something like that Yes. Yeah. Elites is his code for Jews. Yes. Um, right, right, thugs right. is his code for black his people. Code for blacks. Yes. And very fine people is his code is for... racists. Yeah. Nazis. Exactly. Exactly. So like I hear that and you know, I'm, I, I know what it means. So, you know, I see that and I'm just like, okay, fuck you. Like, dude, I got that stupid ass. Thank you letter in the mail the uh the, the you're welcome letter from trump for the stimulus check uh, yeah uh-huh uh-huh oh my god i that was one of the stupidest things ever i've never seen a an uh a president with so much ego yes ever. yeah that had to pause a check to get his you know name written on it when it didn't come from him it came from congress and house <laughs> you know right 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 <laughs> yeah you know? he just didn't uh, veto it Right, right. Uh, I I don't get how conservatives nowadays just blame everything on Dems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you could say that I was raised a liberal, and yeah, I probably do vote Dem a lot. Same. I don't identify with a Democrat. I, w- I don't say I'm a Democratic, but I have definitely a voting record that would lean that way. I definitely have a voting record that would lean that way, too, because I just think conservatives just lost their fucking minds. Do you think that, uh, you know, if we look at history of american presidents it's almost always you know swings one way uh you know it swing it's a pendulum it's it's very rarely in the middle you know do you think that's because obama was president or do you think that uh, i mean obviously there's more to it but do you think it's it's uh largely because of that or uh you know and this is just anger boiling up in idiots uh or is there something it's anger boiling up in in i I called the 2016 election i called the 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 election of donald trump i i it was i called it the um the last stand of the insecure white man Mm. that's what it was yeah 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 um and obviously when i say white folks it's not everybody no yeah yeah, yeah. i understand so let's it's it's it was a bunch of white folks that were scared of of let's see illegals taking their jobs and all this other sh- like like bullshit yeah <laughs> just like and 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 if you're a well educated man you would see through that yes yeah you, you would definitely see through it y- yeah Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yes, just on the simple fact that it's all rhetoric and there's almost no evidence behind, you know, um, that. Right, right, dude, I didn't, like, I dropped out of high school and then got my, um, 
got my diploma in in, uh, in military school, and I still feel like I'm a little bit smarter than most. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and, and and I'm not saying that out of any ego. I'm just I just see what the hell's going on. Like I don't get it. Like maybe I have just a little bit more of a common sense factor than than others. On that, um, one thing last night in the in the discussion um, that was mentioned that I had, I had I I thought I had, and I they uh, I forget who it was, but they had mentioned redlining, and oh, I. Yeah, I had thought uh, that I knew what that was, so I didn't. And then this morning, I was driving to work, and I and and I was at a light, and I I typed it in real quick. And and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where credit companies are, you know, uh, discriminating uh, based off of race and and um, area. Correct? correct. I didn't get to read the whole article, but uh, so with that in mind, like, what are some things? that aren't taught in school that not only myself or, uh, but like, you know, uh, river should look at that isn't going to get taught in school. You know, like red, that was something that like later on tonight, I'm going to look more into cause I, it makes sense that it happens and, and I don't accept it makes sense in that. Of course they do, but I don't, I don't like that. It's, you know, being done, but like, what are some things that um, I can look up to, broaden my perspective and and you know check my privilege again you know because i think it's important to as the other gentleman was saying last night of of talking about this stuff just just having a talk a talk right uh bear with me i'm also i'm just tired of the no i get it time but (laughs) you know like but it's just been nuts like as far as like redlining goes what you could tell your daughters exactly what you learned yesterday you know, I didn't learn about redlining until about four years ago. Uh-huh. So what, I was 31. You know, I learned most of my black history from the ages of 21 to 28. That's sad. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like uh, uh, I, I kind of had to learn my own history. Mm-hmm. Was it hard to learn that? Um, no. In the sense of like, was it hard for you to find that information? No, Even like where to in, start? In, because in this age of technology, if you want to find it, it is there. But we're also in the age of a lot of misinformation. So mm-hmm. like, you know, we really do have to watch, um, um, consider our sources now, you know, um, I don't know that the Facebook information that you get, I, I know I'm getting off topic here. Uh, I, the Facebook information that we're just getting from everything is yes. just the, you want to know the real reason why I'm still on Facebook rant. Sure. It's because it's the only way where I can find my online meetings right now. Uh huh. And I still run a CA. I still am an admin for a CA page where we get our home group information out. So yeah, it's the only way. No, I agree. The COVID has, has, um, my Facebook, um, like 
unless I talk to you on a regular basis, uh, I've cleared out that friend list. And even before I had 72 people, it's now down to like 32 because one, I just got tired of stupidity. And then now, especially this, like I cleared out some people um, because I just don't, uh, I know they're not going to hear it. Um, I know they're not willing to have a talk They're You know, so I just cleared that out and like I've curated it and, and I'm, I take that because this is what I do for a living. I take the time to do, you know, go irrelevant. I don't want to see this again, block it. So I only see what I want to see. And even that during this whole experience, these last two experiences of COVID and, and, and now the, the, you know, racial injustices, I'm, I hate it. I hate it if I, you know, but I've made a career off of it. So unfortunately I do have to use it, but like, social media is a problem because I, you know, I love my parents and they taught me to be, uh, open-minded but i see them see a meme and then he'll you know one of them will quote what that meme was and not have you know any, the any the background behind it no at all and it's like no 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 that was a meme that somebody made as a joke and you're taking it seriously and i see that happen with my friends i've done it I, you know i'm uh, it, it's it's, yeah, I, I, it's happened to me too it's happened to me too you know i, I think i did have a freudian slip earlier Sure. What? When I was when I was talking about you know like like having that phase from like being on drugs from two thousand three till now, and I and I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about that because you want to know why? Why? For the the last week, I do feel like you feel burnt out. I feel like it is like coming off of a relapse at times. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Not, I, I, and, and it's not the physical. Mm-hmm. Mental, it's I'm sure. It's a mental mm-hmm. draining. And I'm like, wow. Like there are points where I like, you know, when, when, when we're in service, you know how, how it is, you know, yeah. when we're working with other people. So I'm still getting the calls. Like, dude, I was literally, like, I'm literally on the, uh, here with you and my phone rings six mm-hmm. times from mm-hmm. six different people. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm trying to keep my mental sanity. Yeah. Together. Like, I don't know. And like, I, I think the, the Freudian slip is definitely there when it came to just like the burnout and, and the emotional burnout is pretty much the same. Like, I feel like I'm like day one. The, the, the last question I have for you then is, um, where do you feel, um, from your perspective and experience of life, where do, where do you feel we're going to go from here? You know, I mean, there's still cities burning where, where do you think it's going to get better soon? You know, do you think it's going to take some time? Like, what do you, what do you inside when you wake up feel like society where we're going to go, you know, is there a big explosion coming in your opinion? You know, um, is, do you feel that it'll get better? You know, I mean, there's a fucking election coming up here soon. And if we get this jackass for another four years, it's, you know, I, I think just for a lot of people, it's going to be, um, stressful and it's going to cause even, it's like we're in a tinderbox right now. So, you know, the, uh, going back to like, do you feel like I, right now, um, I'm feeling hopeless. I'm sure you are as well. Like what, what is the hope in your mind? What would you like to see, uh, within, you know, what would you, where would you like to see this 
take us everyone being treated fairly more blacks in position of of power uh i don't know like dude you can go on to like freaking you can go on to a lot of alt-right websites right now and like you have these people that are literally prepping for the race war and like yep wow yeah it's a scary thought Mm -hmm. think about it now and if you think that that the uh cities are bad now wait till that cop gets acquitted of murder yep which he will because i'm at that point where i have no faith at all in the justice system sadly i agree yeah i mean they already tried to when the coroner put out that he died from uh you know um some other health cause and then thankfully today they uh uh, they had him um you know looked at by an outside person it was like no he died from asphyxiation but like that right there is proof that this motherfucker and his friends are gonna get off and and I, I think I think the thing that I, that the most the biggest thing that I'm mostly tired of are these stupid racist ass counter questions of we just did a black on black crime and uh, you know uh, this was happening when Obama was president yes racism was still there when Obama was yeah. president yeah I dude when Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. got killed that shit hurt. Mm-hmm. When Tamir Rice got killed, mm-hmm. that shit hurt. Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. I thought that one was going to be like the the one of 2020. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Nope. You know, and it keeps happening, and people keep getting desensitized to this. Yeah. You know. I got to a point like I was here's the fucked up part I wasn't in as enraged as I was now like I wasn't enraged when the uh, Ahmad Arbery thing happened like I'm, and, and I'm let me explain this more please yeah I saw it I'm like oh fuck here we go it was like oh fuck here we go again it's like um when we're in the rooms and we hear another person over overdosed and died, what's mm-hmm. your reaction? Sad, but this is what happens. It's yeah. like, oh fuck, here we go again, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you hear about Ahmad Arbery and, and you see the video again and you're just like, Okay, Jesus Christ, this is fucked up. Right? Yeah. And I, I did donate to uh, run with Maud. You know, and uh, yeah. Then you hear about Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor, and you're like, "Oh God, here we go again." Mm-hmm. But there was something about this video where the man was getting stepped on it for nine whole minutes, and then it changed. And it's fucked up to the point that I was desensitized to those other ones, and then this uh-huh. happens. Uh-huh. I, I think I, I feel I, I feel guilty for that. I, I think what because I, I, I saw I forget who it was, but talking about it, but I agree with I think the most upsetting thing is 
not that any of the other situations didn't also have this, but this officer clearly was not scared. Um, was he not smirked into yep. the camera, and that's like, the most like that's what makes me want to go burn a police station down because you clearly are not worried. You have four people around, you know, three other officers. Like, there's no fear here. There, you can't say that, you know, because that's always what they say is, you know, well, you know, the uh, or I hear regular people say, yeah, but, you know, you go in and risk your life every day. There's going to be mistakes. No, no, not like this. And again, the other situations have the same thing, but this was like blatantly in our face that obviously you're not worried. Obviously, you're not scared. You're killing a person. You're killing a person. Um, and it, and it yeah it's it's horrific it's it's yeah um how it it um you know is there anything that um I'm not asking um is there anything you want to say to the younger generation that will hopefully listen to this uh you know what what am I not asking or 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 uh you know leaving out here be sympathetic and and empathetic to everybody in your community you know uh if one person is is pleading for help you know just don't be like oh yeah well everybody else got their problems that's being cold to the world that's being cold to the world you know um we're already in a society that's set up to think for themselves and do for self. This is not going to be the way that we're going to thrive as a, as a human race. Hmm. You know, like <laughs> you, you, I, I, there's so many, so many times, like, you know, I'd walk out of like Seven Eleven in upper Darby, you know, and you ever see the dude out there begging for change? Yeah. I, there's a gentleman in our neighborhood that, uh, I'm pretty sure is homeless and every, uh, I've walked past him without even making eye contact, you know, and I've now in during COVID I've said hello and like, at least just try and be, you know, this is a human. I'm trying to remind myself of that. Right. This is the, you know, this is the shit that we go through now. And, uh, I don't know. I, I got a home group in a little bit. To, yeah, the go to. Yeah, the I'm gonna let you go because. But the very last question that I ask everybody, and and it doesn't have to anything to do with the discussion we just had. Um, I like to end on if you could go back to younger Cam, at any age that that manifests in your mind, what would you like to say to the younger self? Be about it. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, for the background for River is uh, every morning Cam um, posts a quote that uh, uh, ends with the hashtag be about it. And, uh, the, um, I don't, I don't want to say inspirational, but a, 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 a thought-provoking quote. Um, right. Well, um, thank you, Cam. Um, you know, I know that it has to be extra emotionally taxing to have an act, you know, a conversation about all this during this climate. So I appreciate you, uh, uh, offering my daughter the, uh, a, a different perspective. Hey, no problem. But I will say though, you know, it's definitely good to see you sober, man, and doing what you're doing, man. It's, you know? it's good to be sober. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's been yeah. a long time since I've regretted it. Uh, <laughs> so that's a good thing. It's fun. I'll tell you what, man, like, 
even in sobriety, there are dumb things that I do every single thing, yeah. oh, every yeah. single day. And you're one of those people that hold me accountable. You know? Same to you, man. Yeah, um, not just in my sobriety, you've uh, been in, a, 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 especially in sobriety, but not just that. You've been an inf- influential friend, and and I uh, and I'm glad that. Uh, the, uh, I'll throw in. Um, I want to. I and I. I especially thank you for the day that you came and picked me up when I got kicked out of that one place because I had said to myself, if I can't find a, a safe way to the next thing, I'm just going to go. Um, so thank you for that day because uh, that I have been sober since then. So thank okay. you. I love you, brother. <laughs> I love you too. Have a, have a good meeting, man. All I right. appreciate this again. Uh, River, I'm going to then end with, uh, I heard a quote last night in a Prince E video. Um, uh, I'm myself tired, so uh, let me recall it. Um, When a human skin is seen as a weapon, they will always be viewed as armed. Uh, Again, that's Prince E. we, I have to do better. Um, we have to do better, and you have to do better because it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, skin color, uh, identity, um, and religion. We are fucking human, and that's all that matters. I love you, darling. I'll talk to you again soon.